Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This week on the Indo Daily. I actually don't believe right that priest said I have any harm. He just like thought I knew. But that's how I found that Miriam Martina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star Stormy Daniels? We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as that, the procurement of weapons. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. Welcome to the Left Wing Podcast in association with Aldi. Spend €30 in-store for a chance to win €50,000 for your primary school. They were O'Driscoll, Morgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzgerald is coming back inside! Leicester have another! Darcy O'Driscoll through the legs, Rob Carney, out to Fitzgerald again, step and score! Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast in association with Ali. I'm Will Slattery and after four years of talking, watching games, watching controversial emissions, the World Cup is finally around the corner and it is time for the Left Wing's bumper blockbuster preview. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Luke Fitzgerald and two men who are being dispatched to Japan for INM, Roy O'Connor and Keen Tracy. You're not going, Will, no? No, no, I'm stuck here with you, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and our, our big money signing, Fergus McFadden, who will be... Joining us next week for the first time on the left wing, and he'll be with us throughout the tournament. But that's not the only left wing related news we have. The LW brand is getting bigger, it's getting better. Rory and Keane, you'll have a daily podcast over in Japan. How excited are you to kind of step into my shoes for once, Keane? What we've built, lads, we've built something strong. (laughs) A lot of pressure. It's kind of like when your parents give you a loan of their car when you're younger and you're like, okay, I really can't mess this up. Like, you know, just keep it between the ditches. That's that's all I'm kind of thinking. Is that what Luke does? Keeping it between the ditches? (laughs) I think he reads. Written on cars and yeah. Well, that's true, but yeah, we are third party insured. Will yeah. honestly, you're only yeah. Be careful with her. Be careful. I guess though, what we're going to try and do is like obviously we're going to be over there and try and you know give a bit of flavour of what's going on. You know, we're going to be following the Ireland team. We're kind of moving every few days when they're moving. So yeah, it's just to give I guess the listeners a bit of an insight into what's going on, on the ground. I guess yeah, and the, and the title is kind of still being carefully cultivated by our team of our eggheads upstairs. You know, we had a meeting today and we're kicking around a few titles. We still don't know which one it actually is officially. We have a few unofficial titles, so I don't want to spoil it just Beavis yet. And Butthead didn't get it. No, no, <laughs> multiple, Beavis's and Butthead's plural upstairs couldn't get it done. Rory and Keane will unveil it on their foot pod, first pod, proper podcast, which I believe is next Monday in Japan. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. all going well as long as they did. If they allow us remembers how to hit the send button and you know we transfer works and all the different logistical challenges that were going to be on the ground but yeah no that's the plan well I'd like, yeah, I'd like to officially welcome you into the left wing family you've been kind of you if know, you can't see us now if you yeah, are listeners kind excuse of a me are, gesture, you yeah. know, the, the, group hug I'm group not comfortable hug. anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to turn our thoughts towards the rugby then Rory so how are you feeling about Ireland now going into it obviously we had you in after the England game I think it was after the England yeah. game yeah and it was we, we to be fair we I thought were taking quite a measured view of it at the time Ireland have won two games since then. Some of the, the key men have seemed to have played a little bit better. So, you know, we're two weeks away from Scotland, the, the key pool game. Like, well, what are your thoughts at the moment? I would be fairly confident that Ireland can top their pool. They can beat the two teams they need to beat and then rest their players. And everything is going to come down to 80 minutes against one of the one of the top two teams in the world. Probably, maybe England are in that conversation as well. I think I tipped England to win the whole thing, so I should probably stick with that. But I think South Africa and New Zealand in a quarterfinal is the most difficult quarterfinal Ireland have ever had. And it's going to be about probably giving the best performance of this era in the most important game, which is going to be a tough thing to do. They need bodies to be fresh. But at, at the outset, having seen what we've seen over the last three weeks, the, the performance of Twickenham was really uh, worrying. But I think if you criticise that performance as we did, 
um, measured, you know, we, we relative criticism, but they got a bit of a, a kick, and you got to give them credit for the way they bounced back. You got to give them credit for the way they played uh, on Saturday. The physical dominance that they showed, they look fit, they look ready. Um, they're one of the they're number one team in the world for a reason. Their body work over four years is pretty good. We all have reservations about certain elements of their style of play, about when they come up up against the big guns, whether they have a physically, um, they need certain players to play fit. Sorry, to stay fit. But you got to be have a have a bit of belief that Ireland can go over and do themselves justice at this tournament. They have the potential to go further than the quarterfinal. They have the potential to go and win it if things go their way. But they could easily lose a quarterfinal while playing brilliantly to a, to one of the best teams in the world. Um, and we'll all be disappointed, but you, you know it's all about the context of how they go out. It's how they do it, um, and like a lot of it will come down to that first weekend and how who wins that New Zealand South Africa game, how are they going against Scotland, and we'll actually know a lot more then. But obviously, we're out, at the outset. You'd have to be uh, have a bit of belief in them going over. Yeah, because Keen, it's interesting how the whole thing shakes out. You know, versus uh, you know four years mm-hmm. ago when it was kind of a slow build. It was you know Canada and Romania and Italy and France, and it was just being ratcheted week on week on week. Whereas this time you have your big games first. And um, after the first two, three days of the tournament, we'll in effect know, barring a, a you know major shock against Japan, who Ireland will be playing in that quarterfinal. That's about a four or five week lead in, where Joe can you know get you know kind of. Start maybe half thinking about that game. Yeah, it it, it works so much better because the gate the the games are front loaded. But I guess the one fear about that is Ireland are notorious slow starters, and they just cannot afford a slow start. Does the warm up period then mitigate against? Well, that? that's what I think. I thought the the Wales game last weekend was a, a big step up in the right direction when you look at the guys who came back. Um, even Johnny Sexton and Conor Murray playing together, they hadn't played together in a while. I thought that was a big step up and you would hope that that is, you know, their game that doesn't allow them to, to start slow, which they have done. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Rod. I think that the games will be the two full teams at the start and you know, you'll see guys rested, which come a quarter final, you'd hope that everyone is in good shape and they've had the break and ready to go. And from a playing perspective, you know, you know, you were there last time when it was that slow build. Like, what, what, what would you prefer? What do you think the players would prefer? Like, is it better to, you know, have Scotland Japan up first, or is it better maybe to, you know, you know, blow out the cobwebs against some of the weaker teams in the group, and then kind of hit your straps against, you know, the tougher team just before the quarterfinals? It's, it's really difficult to know. Will I mean, I think there's so many different variables that you'd have to think about really to come up with any kind of and I'm not even sure I'd be able to stand over the answer on that basis seriously I just think <laughs> I didn't it's too much it's difficult of a no question. but I just think like how do you like is it better to front load I, I, I might think maybe at the, you know if you're playing the two big games at the start um, well look we've got Samoa yeah. there as well well you might yeah. say like if you look at the, what happened last time we had lots of injuries in the really important match in the pool and off the back of that couldn't feel the proper team like with five of our main guys out for the big one against Argentina so you're saying, well, there was no time to recover then, whereas if, you know, there would have been three of those guys back. Uh, was three, probably four of them, maybe three of them back uh, for, the, for that uh, quarterfinal against Argentina if it had been, say, four weeks previous. And we probably still would have got to that position. So maybe you say to yourself, yeah, look, there's a risk in having these games at the start of the, of the tournament. Um, but at the same time, if there's big injuries in the big games, you'd expect the collisions to be, to be bigger in them. You'd say, well, we've got a chance to get a few guys back from injury. So... That's the first thing that popped into my mind when you said it, but I, I really don't know. I, I, you know, I think you know there's there's a bit of with us not having you know you look at the New Zealand teams, Australia, South Africa, and all these teams have played you know their big competitions just prior to this, so they're kind of like trying to taper just a slight bit from where they were to come back and really peak here, and that's probably a better position to be in in terms of playing, particularly to start the tournament off you know at, at a fast pace, whereas the Irish teams and the so the Northern Hemisphere teams are coming in cold, having played no like competitive rugby bar, as we call you know the the, the the preseason ones or whatever we call them, the warm-up matches, um, which again are pretty hard to figure out where you're actually really sitting, and they're more of a fitness test. So you're kind of saying to yourself, you know, it's difficult to start off fast, at, you know, on the on you know off the back of that stuff. So that's the challenge for them: is like, can they get that right? I do like having them there because it gives you a bit of breathing space before the big one in the quarterfinal, which you'd expect us to make. So. That's kind of where I'm sitting on the moment, but it's a really difficult question to ask. Will yeah. like I mean, because you would think you know maybe it's better to have a few big games towards the end of the group, and maybe you're hitting your straps, you're you know, you're, you're you're holding off a few of the big moves until then, whatever it may be. You know, is it better to be peaking kind of towards that rather than peaking yeah. and then you know England, kind of tapering England and then the going again? England have Argentina, France, I, and the build up. To the I yeah, think you can spin it either way, but I think from the way Joe Schmidt is and the intensity in that camp, I think, and I've spoken to players about this, and obviously you were there and you were in it, but. To beat France in, and like the, everything was about that France match and the emotion that that greeted the end in front of that unbelievable Irish crowd that day, 
it was very hard within seven days to get back up for another peak with all the, like Paul O'Connell retiring, all the stuff that happened during the week. If they beat Scotland and Japan, they can almost decompress for a few days. They can take a day off training. They, like you know, Joe can even go and start focusing on this on on this on the quarter final and do, do his analysis. They, I'd say they'll get they'll get a couple of days off. You know, the week of the Samoa match, I think there's a nine day turnaround between Russia and Samoa. Mm-hmm. You know, you can rest a lot of the frontliners and still beat Samoa, who are a decent team and and cause Australia some problems on Saturdays. Um, but our, you know, Ireland, you know, they don't need bonus points in these games. They just need to beat these teams, yeah. and then you can ramp it back up for the eight day turnaround between Samoa and South Africa or New Zealand. I think that's much better. I think Schmidt would prefer that to what they had four years ago. Because I think what I would add to that as well, Rose, uh, like when it just kind of came to me as well because it was I think it complained with the last World Cup is that it was a really good point you made about maybe taking a day or day off in the middle of it. It was seriously intense, and they got us out here and there. But yeah, like if you got if you got a chance with that, is it? I thought I thought it was more an eight day, whatever it was anyway. That turnaround between um, that to that Samoa match, like you could get if it goes there for a few beers and stuff. It might be nine or ten. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like that's yeah, Thursday to Saturday. Yeah, it is yeah. a Thursday Saturday, so it's what it, yeah. So like I think off the back of that, you're kind of saying yeah, like that was something that happened in the last where everyone was kind of saying I'm absolutely exhausted. Like it is kind of an exhausting few weeks. Like it definitely is that. Well, like yeah. once you arrive, it's very intense, and you're expecting that. Yeah. But you're still human beings. It's still nice to get out for a few beers, and that's a good opportunity, well, maybe to do something like that. Yeah, well, I, think we, I think we spoke about that in here before. Like that, it's really important, Joe Schmidt. You know, from a personal point of view, and how he manages this proves yeah. that he has learned lessons and like that the stuff Luke was talking about, getting out of that claustrophobic environment because it would be like, miserable otherwise. And like Japan is like you know, it's it's interesting talking to some of the players who were on the 2017 tour. Like Jacob Stockdale said, he absolutely hated it for the first few days, and it took him a while to you know to get around it because it is such a different culture. So I think. That's going to be very important as well that Schmidt and the management manage that whole thing around it. Yeah, and just about the, I guess, looking to that Scotland game as well now, selection wise, most of the team is, is quite settled, but a couple of areas are of interest. I guess the back row in particular, you know, CJ Stander looked to be on his way out of the team after the England game. Jack Conan got two starts, didn't really do what he has done for Leinster in the past, so now it's kind of back up in the air again. Like, What would you expect Joe to do for that Scotland game? I think there's a couple of things to consider. I think it's a six-day turnaround between Scotland and Japan, so I think we'll see two different back rows in those two games. I, I think he tended during the last World Cup to alternate uh, Keane Healy and Ian Henderson and Devon Toner and Jack McGrath and I think that was going to be the plan. Like, so he, he'll have all you know. He'll have rotation plans in place. Obviously, if the back row go really, really well, he might not want to change it. But so I think that that's that has to be factored in um, to whatever he's doing. And also, there's a bit of horses for courses. Well, I think, can I cut you off for one second? So, are you expecting basically two teams close to full strength against Scotland and Japan, but neither couple, of which is the full strength? Yeah, I don't know if there is a, a like a, a clear yeah, cut you know, first fifteen. Yeah, I think yeah. Josh van der Fleer fits very well into say Japan who love to get the ball wide really quickly like you know a real top of the ground player but he makes 20 tackles a game is that sustainable within two weeks do you pick Byrne O'Mahony Conan for the first game because they're tall because Scotland will go after the line out you don't need that height against Japan Standard will run over Japanese lads for fun you know like there is potential to, to mix things up I actually don't know what the I I, I I was asked about this the other day, and I I I mix. Where does Peter I think fit into these plans? Well, I'm at, sorry, I think he's a shoe in. I mean, yeah. Oh no, I think I think he does, but I mean, does he fit in seven or six? I think he's seven, definitely. I think. Well, I, I think the back row for the Scotland game is actually going to be back to uh, O'Mahony, Six, uh, Josh Van der Fleer, and CJ Sander. Like I think we've all on this podcast, you know, said how well Jack Conan played, but. He hasn't really shown that form, and I know there was talk that he had a foot injury, and to me, ankle. He, uh, ankle, yeah, he, he still doesn't look like he's maybe firing on all cylinders. And like CJ Sander was excellent again last week, and he is one of Joe Schmidt's go-to men, you know. And while he didn't have his great, his best season, I still think he's the man who Schmidt's going to go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think he should do that. I think he should go with Conan. Um, you know, I think. Yeah, you know he he is the form player there. I know CJ was was uh, good on the weekend, but um, I'd actually like to see them rotate Reese Ruddock in. Uh, I think he was really bench, good. Like, he was almost I, a forgotten man, really, wasn't he? And you forget he's how he's not in Leinster circles, yeah. really. But I think outside of that, he's kind of underappreciated. Yeah. Like he's he's, he's a got guy who gets bad times. He has no, sorry, that's absolutely true. Yeah, but he's making a he he's making a run at a very nice time, and mm-hmm. he is very very high. Like I mean, amongst the Leinster crowd who've watched him in the big games, particularly against big French teams, he like in those two long games. Do you remember those two long yeah. games where Leinster we got beaten in them? 
but he was outstanding. One of the only guys who could yeah. really stand up physically. Playing the box, exactly. Well, what I was going to. That's exactly that's what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's yeah. there. He's yeah. there for that quarter. Yeah. Like if the, I think like everything. He's a freak it, of there'll be two different teams. I'd say it's yeah. two different teams in his head if they're playing New Zealand or South Africa in that quarter yeah. final. Yeah. Obviously, you have yeah. to get there first. And I do think that Scotland and Japan represent very different problems. And I think we saw a very tall back row in in, uh, in Cardiff for that game with mm. O'Mahony seven, Burn six and Conan eight. Yeah. I mean, Stander is not a line-out option. They tried to throw him up the other day. He's too he himself and Klein are just too heavy to throw yeah. up. Like, So, you know, you can get away with that against Japan. You can't get away against Scotland because they've got Johnny Gray who'll ruin you. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. they are considerations that he's going to be having. So, I think mm. Van der Fleer, you can throw him up as well. Like, he's not that tall, but he, showed, like, he looked really yeah. explosive as well. Yeah. They're all playing well. I, I think Conan's a little bit behind and I think he'll, he might get this, he's got he might skills not though I, just think I, he's I think got, class. He's, got, he's the kind of guy like I think like he, I think he's going to grow into the jersey remember like there's going to be a point where they're going to need to take a risk unfortunately because they haven't rotated the squad around when guys weren't playing well this year the guy, these guys are going to be coming in without having much international experience it's a very very different experience per minute you're covering I think between 15 and 20 extra metres 25 extra metres per minute which really fucking adds up and you're playing against all the best guys from other countries it's really difficult to find your feet in it I think it'd be a mistake to, 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 to pull him out of the team at this point I think he's going to get better I think he's an excellent athlete I think he's got a great reader of the game I think um, his handling ability is something that they could really really use and the offloading ability once he gets used to the different kind of physicality that is there in, in, in international rugby I think he's going to be a star he just needs to stay fit is the key but they should stick with him I think it's a mistake not to stick with him uh, Just in another area of the pack I'd be interested to get your opinion on this even battling for him all week John mm. Klein your, your friend your yeah. close friend very close friend I believe yeah. uh, you know you're, you're, you're his hype man you're Quinn Roo is like you know, Keane used to be like the Quinn Roo champion and now yeah. he's, been, he's out the you're window like, Quinn Roo personally I should, like, shook your hand. I, should, I should explain so like when when I do when, those, you're when, when I do those pieces though I'm trying to put myself into what Joe Schmidt is doing like do you know what I mean because mm. there's a reason he's picking these guys so like I'm trying to almost put myself into his head like why make a case for your mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you like South African second rows. Yeah, you but, like, but like for a holiday, be brought back to play down. But when, like. but when you're given like a specific role, which I was by your editor to say, I want you to, <laughs> I want you to, I want you to watch John Klein and tell me like. Yeah. what this guy is doing yeah. then you're watching the game in a different prism do you know what I mean mm. now I was doing the live blog which you know you're, you're heading the laptop so I had to watch it back on the laptop but when you're watching it and you're watching exactly what he's doing that that's where the piece came well, from and, because the, and the conclusion you've reached so now is you think he'll start against Scotland I think he'll start against Scotland because I think that's what Joe Schmidt will do if it was me I still think Ian Henderson and James Ryan are your starting no I know but even first. you thinking that Joe will go that yeah, way I think Joe. I think Joe will go that way and then we're just speaking about the back row. That obviously has implications to the back row because, like Rod said, Jean Klein isn't a lineout so option. But I think, I think he'll start him. I don't because I don't think I think against Scotland the lineout's too important. And I think Henderson and Ryan is is first choice. I think Henderson and Ryan has been first choice throughout this World Cup cycle when he when he could pick them. Um, I I think Klein could start against Japan. I think he'll he'll, he'll I think Henderson. Um, might drop, you know, because you don't need to. That like the line out is going to be fairly easy against Japan because they just don't have the height. His famous last words: uh, "Have you seen the Irish line out?" Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't like. The problem was that they, they, they went to Stander and, and I thought James Ryan did really well to think his way through this. It wasn't Rory Best on Saturday. It was it was the, the two players didn't get off the ground properly. They picked, it, you know, there the were wrong calls. It was I think the way the Klein first and Stander second. Yeah. They got beaten in front. I don't think Japan will cause the same threat. I I think Scotland will. So I think you got to go. With Line up forwards, but like I think Klein, he's, he's not there to be, to, you know, he's not there to be midweek captain. He's there to play a role. Mm. I don't know what that role is going to be, but you know, I certainly wouldn't be picking him. Right. I think again, quarter final. If you're playing New Zealand, I'd rather have Byrne. If you're playing South Africa, I'd, I'd probably rather have Klein because it's he's you yeah. know he's built to play against them. But I still don't see the fuss. He's like you know, he, people talk about him being an enforcer. He doesn't stand out to me. He gives away, he gave away two penalties the weekend, lost in line out. I just thought I think he's the fourth best second row personally in the squad I don't think he gives you enough um, like he's a decent player but he needs to show more I think to be considered an automatic starter in the squad I don't think anyone would say he's an automatic starter and that's certainly not what I'm saying and like I said I do still think Ireland's best second row partnership is Henderson and Byrne but even like Henderson was outstanding or sorry, um, Henderson and James Ryan. Sorry, apologies. But even um, Henderson was so good off the bench. When might that work against him? Because Joe knows like that he can change a game coming off the bench. So these are picking people. Out these are the things that I'm. Like, but I think he, 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 like he, I mean, the toner thing was coming over the years, and it was always Henderson and Ryan. He's invested an awful lot in that combination. Definitely. They know each other really well. He's invested well. more in depth though. 
Dev is his most capped player he in the tried to move on from Dev a few times. He put Dev on the bench for a couple of big games. But in the Grand Slam decider in England, he was a sub. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that happened a couple of times over the years. I mean, I, I think if you look back, even though he's played more games under Joe, I think this World Cup cycle, he was slightly he was moving away to, you know, to the more dynamic. Mm. In fact, like, they're the most dynamic combination. And Henderson like looked really sharp mm. when he came on. And I don't think it will count against him. I think it will. I think that if there's a quarterfinal, that's the f- I think that is the first two. I think Byrne is there to be kind of a number 19 who can cover, the, you know, as you say, the st- CJ or Pete or whoever's at six, empty the tank, this guy's coming on after 55, yeah. 60 minutes and he'll do a great job. It, um, it is really though, horses for courses and I think that's the beauty of this squad and, you know, I think that got lost in in it when Devin Toner was left out because there was so much made of it but this is a really, really good Irish squad, I think, and the fact we're even having these kind of debates, like, I think that bodes quite well. Yeah, yeah. The, the last selection thing I want to discuss before we move on to some other areas of the tournament is in the centre. Uh, I think the consensus seemed to emerge after the weekend that uh, Bundyaki and Robbie Henshaw is the likely starting partnership. Maybe Ringrose in the number twenty three jersey. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? Oh, nice one, team up. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, but I think it's right. I think that's what he's going to do. Um, I think we're going to have another Irish guy sitting on the bench. Um, talk of a guy who's but Guy Ringrose hasn't been versatile. in, he, he, yeah, he hasn't yeah, been in great it's form it's the start of the season yeah like, finish but the even the last well, end like, well, he, he, the pass, he had one pass in the, yeah he had one pass in the Champions Cup, uh, Champions Cup final that if you look at how if you look at the distance he had look I, I admit it I think that's something that Gary has to work on I've, I've, you know yeah, I've been banging on about this for a very long time the Champions Cup final, but no he, but I'm just saying like the, the, the playmaking ability is something that, that's it's it's going to hurt him now it's going to hurt him because he hasn't developed it and, and he has the capability mm. to do it so look that's what's happened right now um, and they're going to pick a guy who's whatever 16 stone ahead, like who's just a big lump um, uh, albeit an excellent player but that they're going to pick him ahead of him I think that's what's going to happen now well, in, um, in Monday Bundy, yeah. It's also that Bundy has is durable. He's gotten through. Like he has been. He was absolutely he's a rock in that team shocking now. against uh, England. England. But he's recovered. He's he's played well in the game, two games. Two Welsh teams that have been fairly average. I would say. I think they've he's been, been poor fair, He's been fairly good for Ireland though since he's qualified. To be fair, yeah. he has been fairly consistent. Yeah, but he shouldn't be. He, he shouldn't be on he, the second team. But he like. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna like call it as it is, like we're, we're picking. There's a guy who's come all the way up through the system. It's it's this is even worse to me than Devon Donor. Um, I don't think Ringo's can have any complaints about being left out of the starting team. Based to a guy who's not like the guy is literally a blowing like. Like that's that's a separate, he's in the squad, that's a separate, like, you know, and also sorry, if, I don't know, like, if you ask me my opinion, yeah. that's my okay. opinion. It, it, it like that is really gonna annoy me now watching that. I'm literally going, why have we got Gary Ringrose, who is a superstar in the making, who's had a few blips, but who's still playing in the best team in the country in Leinster, um, and playing against an outstanding Saracens team? Had a you know, uh, we're all talking about him maybe tapering off towards the end of last season. The guy is class, like he's unbelievable. He's an absolute dog. He's more creative, and I think he he, sh- he hasn't shown it to this point. But let's look at the, the if we're if we're judging on the in, in these warm up matches. That match again, like two or two or three of those offset piece plays, Bundy Aki absolutely sold the rest of the back line. Everyone's talking about Stockdale. He sold them down the river. Like so like this guy just he's just gonna but, get away with it because Gary's is, not playing well. Does. Hang on, let me finish Will. Um, I, I just think it's wrong. It really I'm I'm pissed off about that. That was something that I'm looking at. I, like I didn't know if we were gonna go there, but that doesn't sit well with me. It really doesn't sit well with me. And it's in, everyone was talking about, oh, like moaning about the Klein thing. This is another thing. I'm like, what, what's going on here? We're not picking any of the Irish guys. And this guy's class. This guy has the potential to be the next Drico. Like, uh, and he's got, I think he's going to get punished for maybe not developing a few parts of his game here. But it, it, that one really annoys me. It pisses me off. I'm yeah. not going to be honest. But uh, as you said, like, it, it's, not, I, it's not just based on the warm-up games. Like, in the Six Nations as well, he didn't have a great Six Nations. The whole team played shite. No, I know. And some, some yeah. people are paying the price for it. Like, Devin Toner yeah. was cut. Like, there's a few some people aren't paying yeah. the price, some which are, is weird. Some aren't, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the one thing about Aki, and it should be said, like, when all of Ireland's centres were getting injured in the Grand Slam last year, like Rudd said, he's durable, and he played quite well. He was a key part of winning the Grand Slam. So, while, like, you know, I, I do see Luke's point, you have to give him credit. He's playing by the rules, and he's done well since he's yeah. come in largely. I, I completely agree that it would be better, in my opinion, if the Irish team was completely made up of lads who came through the Irish system, yeah. played, went to school here, went through. I just don't see a massive but, difference between them. But for Joseph's perspective, and if, he, if yeah. we're judging them as players, I can see why he will go with yeah. the kind of the, the dynamic duo of Henshaw and Aki. And I quite like the idea of after battering your opponents for 50, 50, 55 minutes, bringing Gary Ringrose on to find holes. And actually, that space against tired bodies 
might make him look very good. And I think, again, like the back row, I think he will rotate this throughout the tournament and he'll use, uh, he'll use his options. I think Farrell is a distant fourth. I think like Ring to have the idea that Gary Ringrose will be on the bench for Ireland is a, is a pretty strong reflection on, on the options that are there. Mm. I think Ireland will lose creativity but they'll gain in defensive line speed. And I thought the two players that started last Saturday looked really, really sharp. I think Joe's the key in that. It's not Aki is the key in that. I'm telling you now, if you if you look at how good... I've been talking about... I've been banging this drum for a long time about how good Henshaw is in terms of the line speed. You heard Brian O'Driscoll talking about it as well, uh, I think, during the week. Like, he misses so few tackles. And if you look at how hard he comes off the line, like, I, like how much easier he'll make Gary Ringrose's job. Gary, if you look at how good Leinster have been, and that was a key thing when they won everything, you know, the year before last the, the lines be, himself and Gary he makes Gary's job so much easier like you look at how many tackles Gary's missed since he's been out of the team and that it's, I think it's no um, it's no surprise when you look at how good Henshaw is he just drags everyone else up all the decisions are way easier on the outside all the pressures on the ball handlers he makes a big difference to that and I think that's something that's it's kind of been a talking point about Gary the last while Henshaw is a bloody key to that I, I just but I know I'm emotional about it but I, I and I actually completely get the points and I actually agree the guy's been there he's qualified fair and square it was probably unfair I just uh, it's been annoying me and it's obviously it's, it's, this is another one like, I think I the think ring versatility happen. doesn't mean he necessarily goes on the bench himself either the yeah. fact that he can cover a couple of positions and Joe thinks that he can put Aki on the bench and he can start with Henshaw, uh, Henshaw, Henshaw. but I think he will I, I, I think because yeah. he's got Joey to cover 15 and 10 and then he's, he's got Aki on the bench he can shift Gary anywhere I think yeah. that sort of stuff like he gives him room to make an impact because like that 23 jersey he's always been weird about it I mean he had Felix Jones on there for the guts of a season when he, like he was good doing very little off the bench coming in and making an impact he's now got a really powerful front five combination he's got a powerful back row coming on it was probably the most expensive, explosive bench we've ever seen last Saturday I think we're moving towards a proper impact off the bench and players who can come on and affect the game whether it's ring rows finding holes or whether it's Aki coming on against tired defenders and running over them there's options there. The thing, the thing about Ringrose, and I totally agree with you. Like he's absolutely class. Where Rolls Royce outside centre, yeah. but it is the playmaking thing. You're hundred percent, and I know it's something that Leinster have been trying to push him. But maybe this will be the wake up call now that he needs that. Like he's just got to get it into his game because it is really the only thing that's missing from his game. And if I think he gets it, then he is like the, he's the complete centre. Yeah, like I'm torn. Like on the one hand, I don't think his form has been good. But on the other hand, I don't want to be sitting here in a few years' time being like, "Geez, remember that time we didn't start Gary Ringrose in the World Cup? Like yeah. how crazy was that?" But I just I just feel like he's he's given Joe a decision to make by not playing as well over the yeah. course of 2019 as he could have played. He's, yeah. he's got four games to play as well. Like everything's about Scotland, but everyone's really really about October 20th or whatever it is. And there's a long time between now and that quarter final. Yeah. And I think the selection picture will yeah. change over the time. And Gary Ringos is good enough to play play his way into form and into that team. Definitely. I just think in a tight first game against a Six Nations rival where you feel like you're bigger and stronger. Like, Joe Smith always tries to bully Scotland. He always, apart from the game that you played in the Six Nations Decider when he's went around them, yeah, generally he tries to go over them. Mm. And I think he thinks that our team can beat the living daylights. And if you're going to do that, well, there's only one centre partnership really. And that's, well, I mean, Farrell could actually do that as well. Yeah. Um, so I think for that game, and I think Gary will be in for Japan. Mm. So I do think that there's going to be, like, we can focus on one team. And then Gary, if he plays well against Japan... Mm. Suddenly he's back in the frame. How yeah. do you drop guys though after if they play well? That's the that's my worry. Is I'm I'm, I'm just I feel like I'm a bit like you will. I'm thinking, like what the hell? Like Gary, he needs the. I feel like he needs the exposure. I think he's kind of he's coming into his peak. He's coming into that little period of his career where he's learned enough to really. And like I think he'll a World Cup kind of develops you as well. Like I think he's one for the for the next five for the next World Cup cycle as well. Like he'll really be peaking for that one. So. Look, I've calmed down a little bit. I was a little bit annoyed. I was like, I'm making sure I want to get this out because that was, I was thinking, I was watching the weekend and I was like, they're not going to pick Gary. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's really, and I, and I, and I know there'll be people on this who'd be like, oh, it's the Leinster thing. Da, da, da. It's Stop, you're talking garbage. I'm not, It's we're picking the Irish team here. Um, that's what it's about. And I just think he's, a superstar in the making. I, I really, I played next to the guy. He just has a massive engine. Like he is a, like he is just a dog for the work. He's tough as nails. Um, I think himself and Henshaw makes a huge difference to him. Mm. And, and I think I'm annoyed. I haven't seen the two of them together. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Really. Yeah. Well, we'll have more time over the next few weeks to debate the selection issues. So maybe mm. to move on to some of the other things in the World Cup, like the Scotland team, as we referred to there. You know what he. Like, how dangerous are they going to be in that first game? You know, they've, they've had a poor year themselves. Like, you know, Gregor Townsend came in after Vern Cotter. 
And, you know, they've had some great days. You know, they beat Australia away, followed that up with a loss to Fiji. They beat England, you know, really well. Uh, but, they, you know, they've had some very disappointing Six Nations results as well, especially when they're taken out of Murrayfield. They yeah. really, really struggle. So for me, I think, like, they don't deliver outside of Scotland, so it'll take a big effort from them to beat Ireland that opening day. They flatter to deceive, really, don't they? Because when you look at the team on, on paper, you think this team should be really good. But was it we were talking about it Rudd, a while ago? Was it Gregor Townsend said that he wanted to make them the, the fastest team in the world, and like that really hasn't happened at all. And but they played Georgia back to back, wasn't it? But yeah, like I, I totally agree that I think Joe Schmidt is going to look at this and go, "We can bully these lads. Like we can just smash through them, and it'll be like a different game plan for Japan." But like they have the players, but I'm still not convinced by Finn Russell I just think if you if you can get at him that he goes missing in big games and while he can't come up with a brilliant moment he's a bit of Brock James in him is that what you're saying your, your old favourite yeah. yeah but I just I just wouldn't trust I would never trust him to be the one to I could eat my words now but be the one to lead you to victory in such a tight if it's a very tight game which it might be but yeah I can see Ireland just looking to buddy them really they still pick Laidlaw like come on well there's there's some talk that Addy Addy Price, Price yeah, yeah like laid on the bench but then who kicks the goals then you'd like, you know, that's like sacrificing Davin Toner for your line out. Like, you know, you, you've suddenly lost We've your goal kicker. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, that could be the, that could be the fate of error. Like, as if that would ever happen. I mean, Price, if they want to be fast, you've got to pick Price over Laidlaw and get the ball to Russell because Russell is good. Like, you know, he's he's, he's well able to cut carve teams open. They've got Hogg, they've got low, like Darcy Graham. But then look at the high profile of those players and Ireland's kicking strategy that they've been keeping under wraps. I think they're going to go after a couple of those players mm. a little bit. Um, I, I I do think they're dangerous. I think like they, they they are more than capable of beating Ireland. I mean they know us really really well, but I think if Ireland bring what they brought on Saturday and, and perform to their optimum, then they're a better team and they can physically yeah, muscle that team. They need to make it scrappy. Scotland needed to be scrappy. They're really good at that. You always know like they're they're in fairness actually they're usually pretty fit. I always find like it's not a fitness thing with them. It's just usually you can kind of squeeze them out of the game. Yeah. Uh, like if your pack plays well against them, you always think you got a good shot. Um, but if they, if they get kind of any kind of any anything close to parity, it's a little bit messy and scrappy out there in the heat. Uh, I'd expect them to really trouble us. Actually, I really? think it could be a tight one. Yeah, and I just think there's a few guys there. Like they don't. I don't think they'll fear us. I think they'll really respect us. I don't think they but like I, Ireland very much. I think no, they, I think they no, think there's Ar- a bit of I think they there. think they're better than Ireland, and Ireland get all the credit. They don't yeah. understand why. I know it's because yeah. Ireland keep beating them. Yeah, but well, I not think they have a thing in their head. Tricky ones with them. Like we you have, have like yeah. you know, they've caused us trouble. Hogg is a guy. Like you just need him in the game as much as possible. Like he's just so key for them. Um, I think the kicking game as well. Like he is so important to them from that pro- like that aspect as well. Ireland, if they can contain him, if they can keep the game organized and structured, um, you know that that'll work for them. Like anything scrappy, anything with lots of turnovers, Scotland are dangerous. They really are dangerous. And so is their pack a bit underrated. Like you know, someone like Stuart McInally has been made their captain. He's a very very good hooker. You know, they've got some good really good guys. In the back Adams, very good. Hamish, uh, or sorry, Watson. Watson. Excuse me, sorry, Hamish Adams. Jesus, uh, Hamish Watson. Um, <laughs> Quality player, like he is an absolute beast. Um, excellent over the ball as well. He causes he's caused a lot of troubles. Yeah. Um, for for lots of teams, not just ourselves. So, you know, he guys like him, they're niggly, they're annoying. They can make problems. They can t- cause a turnover. They get the ball to Hogg's hands. It's that you know they have the potential. To, to trouble us and I think like particularly our reaction around when they came out of the, remember when they came out of the when we got them in the group stages and there was a, the Irish I think oh, might have got a little it was he? <laughs> J- Jamie yeah. Jamie yeah, he obviously he didn't look at the quarterfinals wrong when they came out I think if you were thinking about that yeah like I know like I mean I remember talking to the, Argent- the Argentinian guys um, and it was after World Cup and they were talking about watching some of our players after the French game, like crying and stuff. And they were like, "Oh, these guys are. We're going to do them." Mm. But they're going to talk them. about crying. They cried during, before, during, <laughs> yeah, after matches no, themselves. But when we were like, yeah, there know, was a few, you know what I'm talking about? Like they were like, these guys think they've already won it. They're into their world yeah, first. I don't want to blame a friend of the show, Ian Madigan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was slagging him afterwards. I was like, "What were you doing? Cop yourself on!" Like. Um, <laughs> But, uh, Respond a million memes. Yeah, because I was rooming yeah. with him, and, and I was like, for the best you, Irish gift c- ever." <laughs> 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 but like, yeah, like so. Look, we need to, these guys are going to be absolutely good because they think um, that we think we're better than them, which, and I think which, we are. We do, like, yeah, <laughs> I think we are. But they think the team like that, it's always a dangerous place they're, for an Irish team to be. They're yeah. one of the seven or eight teams that on any given day can beat each other. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And sure. Ireland need to get it right. But if Ireland get it right, I would be fairly confident they can. And um, what about Japan? The other team in the group, Keen. Um, you know, they've been 
I guess, playing pretty good rugby in the build-up to it. Uh, you know, and they've staggered their schedule pretty well. I don't know if they got the got to pick it as the host nation, but you know, Russia first up, maybe an easy win. A kind of a shot to nothing against Ireland, and then Samoa, and then their last game against Scotland. They could be really targeting that one to get out of the group. Yeah, the, the organisers have been obviously kind to try and, which is understandable. Want to get the, the yeah, crowds in exactly. Yeah. Actually, we're we're going to be we're going to be at that game, so it'll be kind of interesting. Japan and Russia in a World Cup, but yeah, yeah I see they lost their winger. His name escapes me. Well done. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so we're going to Fuka Walker oh, for the fourth game. It's the same day. We're still yeah, trying to work out. Don't press me any further. But, yeah. but like, they, they have a huge influx, obviously, of like Kiwis yeah, and Southern There's not that you. many Japan guys. Yeah, I've got this. That many Japanese yeah. Yeah. Over there Well, it was actually, it was, it was funny because we were at a press conference a few weeks ago and Greg Feek, the scrum coach, was, yeah, who was obviously, you know, moving on to Japan and he's kind of double job and was saying that, Oh, like they've been very clever with their use of the, you know, the player really kind of like. They have. Yeah, we're like, yeah. <laughs> we're kind of looking around. I think, around they, going, <laughs> I think they naturalized five this season. Yeah, so, so I think people when they naturalize. <laughs> well, that's the that's the phrase. Yeah, when the they, I think when people see their team sheet, there'll be a bit <laughs> like, okay, where's where are the Japanese guys here? That's a blend, isn't it? I mean, yeah, no, there is a blend, but there's a lot of strong. They just don't have. They don't yeah. have the height and bulk that that but they, they play, need to survive this level. They play really good. Very good rugby. It's very exciting. So I mean, they will they will pose a threat. But they'll be used to it as a schoolboy like it's the conditions are class for rugby but it is hot out there mm-hmm. you know they've done a really weird like they, Jamie Joseph took over appointed himself the coach appointed himself the head of the Sunwolves B team Contra- centrally contracted pretty much all the team didn't <laughs> let them play super rugby they played kind of what a selection of fixtures when they needed to trained really hard for like a year and a half when it, when anyone needed a bit, bit of a serious game they sent them up to the Sunwolves and they've basically been a club side for more than a year, working on their structures, working on all the things that are there. Um, they've obviously played these warm games. They got hammered by South Africa last week, but I think South Africa's was well, party was a revenge team. mission. And then, and, and also yeah. South Africa, although they beat them in the World Cup, are probably the kind of team they can handle the least. But it's a very interesting approach, very innovative, clever coaches who came to the Six Nations and watched, spend a lot of time in Eddie Jones's camp in the week of the Ireland game. And I think in another week as well, I think they were at all the Ireland games and Scotland games as much as they could be. They've put an awful lot of work into this. I think they're, they're going to be pretty good, pretty dangerous, great to watch. But Fukuoka is a loss, yeah. um, and I think Ireland will look at the scr- the scrum isn't fantastic. The, the Ireland scrum the, is really, really good. good. On yeah. the interest levels, you know, hasn't there been like a cavalcade of Japanese journalists yeah. over at Irish events it, it, even week, weeks ago? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's actually it's been crazy. So like at every team announcement, <laughs> you're having a massive group of Japanese journalists in, who have an English speaker with them, and you know, at the end they're asking, asking Rob Herring about the troubles and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like you South know, South African Rob Herring having to field questions. Joe, Joe Schmidt has been. I <laughs> <laughs> actually don't want to get Luke started <laughs> but, uh, but yeah it's, I think like the interest is going to be massive and I guess we have to remember that they beat South Africa at the last World Cup and I know that was like a freakish result but they'll feel like that they're a much better team than they were four years ago so mm. at home they will beat Russia in the first game you know the whole country behind them it's I think they'll beat Scotland they're the, only team, the only team yeah. to win three pool games and not get out of their pool mm. in World Cup history in 2015 mm-hmm. I that was a pretty good good performance and they got screwed by the schedule yeah, it was a five day turnaround yeah, yeah. like uh, Scotland and King's home after their greatest result of all time I mean getting up for Argentina was tough that's got to be mm. nigh on impossible so I think Ireland need to be really wary of that second game and Scotland really like so I, I've talked to um, Dan Leo the former Samoa international and he's he reckons Samoa could take Scotland so like Scotland everyone's going for Scotland I think everyone's looking at Ireland world number one yeah. that's a shot to nothing as Keane said I think all, all those teams are going for Scotland and just before we move on to the pools like are we all thinking Ireland won Scotland too in this pool anyone go Japan, differently I think Japan will take Scotland so do I I actually said that as well for the preview thing that we're yeah. doing the upset yeah I think they so might but yeah. preview yeah. magazine and Saturday's Irish Independent yeah, yeah. another Full plug, plug. yeah, yeah. Now Scotland. Ireland, Scotland, Scotland for you. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to Pool B then. New Zealand, South Africa, Italy, Canada, Namibia. It basically comes down to a shootout. I and mean, then the yeah. first weekend, uh, New Zealand, South Africa, started to be a cracker. But, you know, thinking about it, like, neither team, will, will either team be overly bothered if they do lose it? It like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Th- no team has ever lost a game and won the World Cup. It just, yeah, but it doesn't it is, yeah. yeah, it's the absolute shoe of a group. Like, it doesn't matter. But when, it, when have the top like, two played gonna, each other in the first game? Yeah. It's true. Fair yeah. point. Well, technically not according to the so world rankings, but okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but like, you're right. Like, I don't. I, I really, but it, it, it should not. It shouldn't have a bearing. Like the one thing the I would say is everyone's sleeping on New Zealand. That's absolute rubbish. Like they're they're t- everyone talking about all that, you know, the chinks, all this kind of. I say no. Like don't be ridiculous. They're not. They've they've been they've basically what they've done is they tried to mitigate against a situation where Bowden Barrett can't you know is is taken off in the middle of a game. 
Uh, so they, they brought in your man, your man uh, Moonga, who's an excellent player, but they're going to play Barrett in the big games. Like That's a fact. Like they're, That's what's going to happen, and they're going to be class. Like They're going to be... They're, they're still the best team in the world. They're going to be in, they're a nightmare for you, particularly in good conditions. If they get good conditions here now, that's a challenge for them. But if you can, if there's any kind of leveler where the conditions are bad, that's when you're saying to yourself, "Well, we might have a chance here because they might be able to play the expansive rugby." They, they like, like they're talking about Yuani not possibly not making that team. Mm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And in yeah, fairness, uh, is it is it uh, George uh, Bridge? Yeah, Reece. lovely, lovely yeah. player. Like in fairness, like they have they've. There's so much depth. Yeah, Stephen so Reese. Uh, ben Smith back to fifteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I think, I think definitely. Yeah. Well, like, because he went with McKenzie. Sure. Like the whole thing with Munga and Barrett is like, he was going with McKenzie at fifteen. He wanted like, to McKenzie though was just fr- like you kind of nearly had to pick him because you could. He, I I I think he's the kind of player that maybe Ireland. I know it's going to sound really weird, but Ireland mightn't play at the likes of McKenzie at fullback. But New Zealand, when they see how good he yeah. is, like you have to pick him because yeah. he, like in New Zealand they're like play the expansive rugby. He's going to get the ball during the game they want broken field play they, they practice broken field stuff all the time very different brand to Ireland but like Ben Smith like he's got to start for them they have to play him he's so good like. and he's a leader as well uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he's brilliant he's he an do- unbelievable rugby player who, who should Ireland Irish fans be supporting in that opening game do you think who, like I think it's going to be the most difficult game they've ever played in the World Cup either way so I, do, I think they have a better chance against New Zealand what do you? I think South Africa definitely South, better. South, yeah, I do. Like, <laughs> is particularly with our kicking. The day out. I voluntarily play New Zealand over any other team yeah. in the world well, is the day I don't know. Particularly in the last fifteen years, like they've been just they've been so the, good. The like. thing about South Africa though is they've like I think they've they're in Joe's head already, and even like Rassi Erasmus and his <laughs> his his, his, his mission to Ireland. Like I mean, he's just yeah. a genius. And then he they they pretty much made up a role to get Felix Jones into their system because. Mm. Like they already have one of the best defense coaches in the world in Jack Neen Arbor, who's obviously with Munster too. But getting Felix Jones in has like really rattled Joe Schmidt. We were at the press conference where he wasn't, yeah. and then while well, so I saw some, Felix as well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course, he's a betrayal. Oh, he's exactly like he's I exactly com- what Joe loves. Like he's an yeah, absolute broke my heart, Fredo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, I know it was you, Fredo. <laughs> but it's a, it's a brilliant move. Like they made up a role for him, yeah. and it's just yeah. for the world again, Cup. just to get any little bit exactly. of insight. And like Rassi Resmus had like his whole like the job he's done yeah. with the Springboks has been amazing, but. The fact he was in the Irish system for so long, and like you know, he could end up leading South Africa to, yeah. to glory. I could see it's Felix Jones occupying that same little spot that Rhodes occupied in the last World Cup. <laughs> he was getting the teams <laughs> completely changing all like all our team selections. By the way, I would never thank you for that, Rhodes. I never finding out whether I was playing until like right before the game. <laughs> Thanks, by the way. Um, but I still wasn't playing, by the way. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like it, it's, it is it, a bit it, of a master. But is, shock, is, is it yeah. just something that we're kind of talking about and Joe will be thinking about, or is there actually a lot of value to be had of having Felix in there? Like, how much would he be able to give? Or I know he's only he was only in the actual Irish camp for maybe a short while, but he would have had a lot of regular conversations with Joe. Two years reg- very well. regular. Yeah. No, he yeah. brought him in like very early. He like as I said to you, like I'm actually wasn't like you know. It's sorry, it's not a fault against yeah. Joe, but like he loves like everything that something like Felix, someone like Felix Jones would stand for. Joe loves like he was you know absolute like you know details guy you know just a guy who works so hard he's just going to outwork you like he's going to know all the moves inside out he's going to be perfect in the gym he's going to be super fit all the time like he's just you know he's a great guy Felix like obviously I'm you can tell that I'm a big fan as well but um, something like that like Joe spent a lot of time and off the back of that but and and I would I could see them kind of being similar enough personalities you know that kind of way mm. um, you know just putting in hours and hours of hard work and thought into it um, so you could see someone like Felix will know I think quite a lot about how Joe thinks and I, how he want to attack them I think the box in his head I think I think I would give I think Ireland would prefer to play I think Joe would almost prefer to play New Zealand he's beaten them twice the last time he, they outplayed them they should have won by way more than 7 points yeah. I do. Th- I actually. I think the box are way more dangerous in Joe's mind because they know so much about. Like Nina Burr and, and Erasmus would have been at Ireland training. They spent nine, eighteen months in the Irish system. There's loads of information sharing goes on. Mm-hmm. They know Conor Murray. It's they know the, like the entire month. He signed John Klein. The, and the one know, thing, the one thing Joe Schmidt said as well is it's the language that they used, and that was the thing that really. But he knows calls, well. like, he, like, and he said he's not going to change. <laughs> but, 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 as, 
like, like someone said, you would hope the calls have slightly changed yeah. since like Felix Schultz. But you'd have, have a base. No, no, you'd, you'd, yeah. you'd have a base yeah. that you work off. So there's like be, there'd be variations on it. Now, if he's smart, he's obviously just changed everything. Yeah, that's like, and, it's, said, and then it, and then that's redundant, really. Yeah, but I mean that's a hard thing to do. Then players have got are second guessing things in their head. You know, like, you have a whole summer to do it. If maybe he was thinking so. about it, he should have known. He, he was. But you, know. it, it, you, you guys are both going to be at that opening South African New Zealand game, which we're all looking forward to. But w- would you expect it to be a bit of a kind of a feeling each other out, like, oh, or is it going to be full blood? Full, full yeah. blood. Yeah, they always got full blood. They, they, they that's the biggest rivalry in world rugby. Yeah. I, I love watching that. That semi final in twenty fifteen was the, probably the best game I've ever been to in terms of just full blooded intensity, tension, just the box. Have no respect for the All Blacks in the in the best possible sense. They think they can beat them every time they play them, even though they've lost in this World Cup cycle by record scores to them. They still go out every time. Since um, Erasmus took over, they've won one, drawn one, lost one. And they should they have won all three. Physically, they're they're mm. one team that can that can bully the All Blacks, and uh, I think they'll beat them. I think I think it will be the All Blacks in the quarter final, and I think that's probably a better result. Their depth is frightening. Yeah, like that that squad is ridiculous. At second round, still got Fran Stein is the only thing. Yeah, I mean their backs are not as good as experience their forwards. pro. <laughs> you worry about them in the air. That's the one thing, yeah. Particularly in the wings, yeah. yeah. Like cool. Joe, like that. That's where I think if, if I was looking for an entry point, that's exactly where I'd go. Yeah. And we've good guys there. It's got to be in your terms, and if they're beating you up, yeah, that, that that's is that's where, a that's challenge. That's where you're thinking someone like Dev would be very handy to have for lineouts because you're kind of building off that. Yeah, like, I don't think you want to get. Yeah. Like my, my worry about this Sean Klein thing is that you're trying to engage in areas where you're you're not engaging on things that you're good at. Like you, you know what I mean. We're like Ireland have an excellent scrum already. Our front row is very, very strong. Like that's a fact. Or you know, we just have some of the best front rows, and our subs are brilliant there. I can't see that being an issue for us, right? The scrum, if anything, it's an it's an attacking platform and has been for a few years now. The line out was that for us as well. I just that's my it's my worry. I know we're going back on, on old ground cover, but when we're, if we're talking about possible opponents, Dev against South Africa to me, like just versus Etzebet, you know, you're just kind of thinking to yourself, that's a nice matchup. Like yeah. you know, Dev is probably more deft. You know. He's more, I would think, um, you, you'd like to think maybe a little bit more creative in terms of the line-out calling, maybe camera. You'd think you'd have a somewhere where you can en- entry, you, know, you have an entry into the game where you go, right, we, can, we can get the ball there. We can get the ball there. And by the way, we can kick the ball to their wingers because they're not great in the air. Mm. They're small guys. We can bully them there. I, don't, I just don't see that against New Zealand. I don't see an entry point into the game. Not to say that we couldn't do it against them, but I'm just saying I feel, I feel like that's a bigger challenge off the back of that. That's why I was really worried about the dev selection. Is that the? It's the lineout pieces. I, well, I know it's backs, obvious, but South Africa. But even if it is the All Blacks, like the All Blacks are the best defensive lineout in the world, and if Ritalik and Whitelock are fit, I think England might be the best in the world. Actually, Bortwick seems to do a good job. Yeah, by no means cut and dried either. I think I by, think. The, by the quarter final, they, they but might that's mad. It's like it just shows how good the guy is. They're yeah. taking him. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. he probably won't play in the pool stages, yeah. but I guess when you have a pool like that, it makes it easier. And what about poor Italy? Conor O'Shea hasn't won a Six Nations game. He's been handed up. It's like two winnable games, Canada and Namibia, but then two games, which, you know. Canada will be a tough one for them. Definitely. I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you. They'll, they'll struggle. They'll, no. they'll, they'll, they'll struggle against them. Lens, I'm telling you. They put, put 70 Canada. points on. Uh, they put 70 points on Russia. So I think there is a, like there's, there's three tiers, and Italy are one of. There's a small. Yeah. T- like Italy are probably the worst of the, th- the, the second tier teams, but I think there's Namibia, Canada. Uh, Uruguay and Russia are probably like way way down. I think they'll be okay in those. Two there games. will be there will be a few absolute pacings in this World Cup. I think. Mm. Like really? see, I reckon. Like, did you see? Uh, was it New Zealand last weekend? I mean, Latonga. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's New Zealand though, in fairness. Yeah, but I think yeah. Ireland will do something similar to Russia. Um, there'll be a few. There'll be a few very lopsided scores. Ireland anyway. are great at doing that. They're really good. They've beat them well. a few times in this World Cup cycle. Like I think they beat them with like fifty or six, like yeah, like the, the 50, 60, but they're not going to put nineties yeah. and hundreds. Like yeah. you're not going to. Like. So just looking at Pool C now: England, France, Argentina, USA, and Tonga. And we were talking earlier about would you rather have the front loaded or the back loaded for England? It's you know two kind of easier games first. I think Tonga first up, then USA, then France and Argentina. I'm not sure which order it is. I can't remember. Um, so. What, like it, it's funny we, we sat here before the start of the last Six Nations and it was very much like Eddie Jones has, doesn't have a clue what his best team is These this back row uh, what the question marks there now it looks like he's he's coming into it with pretty much all his key guys feel I know Henry Slater is carrying a knock Jonathan Joseph as well but especially in the pack with the you know Billy Vinopol I know Mako is kind of injured yeah. as well but a lot of those key guys are fit um, and they do look really primed to, to kind of 
do what he said they were going to do, you know, be, you know, X amount of percentage points fitter. They look very sharp in the warmth. Like, uh, would they be one of your favourites? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. yeah. Like, absolutely. I guess they look like they're ready to win the World Cup final right now. And yeah. I guess, like, there's still a long way to go and that would be the concern Have they peaked too soon almost. But, yeah, you look at it, the back row, like you said, he, he stumbled upon a really good combination there with Curry and Underhill. Um, and, and the he, option to put, like, you know, Laws at six and, or Todger at six. I don't think they're going to win it. Wilson was outstanding. And the, the one the one guy I think makes a big match. difference is Tulagi. Like him coming back to form. I think Sorry, Luke distracted I, me there by talking under his Sorry, I was looking at Rhodes. I was like, I think they're going to lose one. We're having a sidebar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my yeah. apologies, Keane. I was like, sidebar. I think they're going to lose one of the group matches. Well, see, so you think they're going to lose to France or Argentina? Yeah. I think France might do something. I, think I, I, I yeah. tipped England in the, our magazine entirely. And now that I think about their scheduling, I'm a bit concerned about that. Yeah. Selection just because if you think about it, they've got to be France, Argentina, then win a quarter final, semi final, final week on week. But they would have the depth to rotate. Well, they couldn't do a Grand Slam this year. And their depth outside of 23, they have a lot of inexperienced players. They've still got Dan Cole, which is a bit of. I'm talking myself out of my pick. I might have to see if I can. Still hasn't like, like they've got guys, they've uncapped yeah, guys yeah. in their squad. They've guys that you know people have never really heard of. Now, obviously, Adrian's rates them. He's used up more than 100 players. I think they're 23. If they can keep the 23 fit, if they that pack is sensational. Billy Vinopolo's arguably the best player in the world. I think they're the best 23 in this tournament. Yeah, but, it, but one or two injuries. They have a quality 23, and their pack is sensational. And if Toje, Mako, Billy. Uh, George Cruz are all at their best with Farrell running the show behind that's a pretty potent Tom Curry was one of the breakout stars of Six Nations Underhill missed yeah. it he was one of the breakout stars of the autumn when they almost beat the All Blacks I, I think they're, I think they're but really but I think well a couple of injuries I just, I just have a weird feeling that they're going to lose one of their group matches yeah. I, I think they get through but like, I, they could still go far in the tournament um, but I think they can beat Australia Wales informs me if they lose one they're, they're goosed <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think they, like Australia Wales is probably they'll, they'll back themselves to win I know Wales beat them in the Six Nations but they they, they back themselves to mm. They won't want to play Oz. They won't want to play Oz. No. I'd fair Wales, definitely. I think Probably. they feel like they could bully Wales a little yeah. bit. But I do think 23 is very strong. Mm. And what about France and Argentina? Are you expect, could either of them, Keane, do you think, go, go far, like take a scalp in the quarterfinal? Like, they're looking at maybe playing, if they come second to England, playing Wales or Australia. Like, neither of them would fear that in the quarterfinal. No, and like, like Argentina always seemed to time their run, as obviously Ireland found out in 2015. But I guess like the Haguaris getting to the you know the Super Rugby final and I know they didn't win it and stuff, but they seem like they are doing a lot of good things. But there was a few there's a few chinks in that armor as well. The pack doesn't look kind of as meaty as as it once was. Um, they still have like sensational backs, but fairly like these guys who can rip you to shreds. France, I really don't want to say it, but like you know, <laughs> I actually didn't want to. You just don't know what you're going to get. That, that's what I do, that's what I didn't want to say. You don't know what you're going to get from France, but like they brought in Raka now as well, and she's quality. And, and they actually look and like Damien uh, Peno is Peno's one of the best backs in the tournament as well. Dupont, like they actually have they Class, yeah. with a bit of structure, like that French team. They have the is, worst second round of the tournament in Bamouina, though. It's the only thing. Who, never, who didn't know when he was captain, right? Hmm? They, he didn't know when he was yeah. captain. <laughs> I think they're one of the two few teams that can live with England physically, yeah. even when England are at their best. I know England absolutely destroyed them in Twickenham this year, and it was one of the worst French performances of all time. But it does seem like they were in good nick. That I mean, I don't know if Galtier is that good, but he seems to be more organised than than Brunel. Um, Argentina, like their their rugby championship was terrible. So like that, all that positivity from the Haguaris getting to the final and the, like their scrum is poor and the box beat them by thirty or forty points in Salta, you know. I mean they get it right, but I think they get they kinda get one right and then get the next one wrong. They bond um, well though, they they do bond well yeah. for these. Like for whatever they, reason, they get they the group gets very strong the longer they're with. I just think I even knowing them, they're a really tight bunch. But it's it, weird like like I don't think they actually get they're as, club side really, aren't they? Yeah, but you know I suppose like you look at like I'm not for whatever reason the length of the tournament at times can be tough for someone like I think the Irish team actually find it tough. I think generally for I know Irish people are good usually traveling and all that, but the the the, the RGs always seem to bond really well. Now I know from in the past it was probably because they never really came together for that period, like that length of time together, and it was probably the first time they're in a professional setup. Maybe so maybe that aspect is kind of gone, um, and you won't see as big a change. But it's always my worry. With I think that they they grow very strong together when they're with each other for a long period of time and uh, they've proven that over and again you know they're good they're, they'll be good I well, think they'll be good but well, the big thing for them is like it's France-Argentina week week one weekend mm. the first weekend yeah. so like, that's like I know you think England might slip up one of those games but they will be heavy favourites so you're kind of you are looking at loser that game is yeah. most likely out yeah. after one week yeah more than it's sorry that's the odds are te- will tell you yeah. that yeah but I, I, I just feel like I think 
Argentina will cause they're, they're, they are they're causing them trouble they're good like and they're playing against South Africa Australia and New Zealand all the time so they're playing against really good opposition all the time and they're they're creative they'll be primed well for that game and I don't think they'll be bill- I, don't, I don't think they'll be bullied actually mm. I think they'll be I think they'll, they'll match up well and they're a nightmare like, for whatever reason France are like us are, they are just causing trouble all the time they just really in the, particularly in World Cups and stuff they just you know they're, they're tight games they're they find it hard to get by them it's always a grind um, now whether they are just have that still they look like they're a bit more expansive since they've gone into the you know Super Rugby and, and into uh, the Rugby Championship I think they're 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 just a team I wouldn't like to have in my group. I yeah. think they can. They've the potential to be really, really good. And USA in there as well with four Irish guys in the squad plus an Irish attack coach and Graham McWilliams. Friend of the show as well, Friend Gary Gold. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. best of luck to the, the Americans. You'd like to see them do well. Like I think America's a market that like it would be great to see the game grow. And I think they're putting in a big effort with the major league there as well. So um yeah, it'd be good to see them go well. Like because they do like you see with the soccer, like they've generated massive interest over there in the football, and you see how much it's really grown the game. So hopefully rugby, like you, you think with all the physicality in the game, that you know it would be something that would really appeal mm. to the Americans. So you'd like to see them go well. They'll be looking at the Tonga game, really, won't they? Yeah, yeah. that's a big one for yeah. them, isn't it? Yeah, like uh, do you know what, what what is interesting? I wonder will any of those specific islands teams take a big scalp? Well, this comes on to the last group: Pool D, Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and Uruguay. And mm. looking at the Fiji team, like in that, like Tuasova, Ganavera, Radra, you know, Lavani Butcher, Manawalu, and then the pack you have Bill Mata, Nakawara. Like they're they're quality players. The, the you know the, the front row is always going to be probably beaten up. But when they come up against, like especially Georgia, you know, and, and Wales, but there's a lot of talent. Like, do you think they could maybe? That's probably the deepest pool in terms of quality yeah. throughout. Um, and I think Fiji, unlike Samoa and Tonga, have got their house in order. World Rugby are behind them. They're getting funding. They're they have a team. I can't remember the, the I can't remember how to pronounce it. They play in the Australian Championship, in the, um, so they play together a bit more. There's more development. They're getting players into the French league. They're playing at a higher level. Fijian players are in fashion. They're getting signed. They're getting contracts. Um, they probably have a problem with ten at ten. Um, Seem to Vola is just not never really fulfilled the potential that he had, but they have unbelievable quality <laughs> game breakers. They just need a ten to get them. The well, they just need another unbelievable game with no set piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're set. Their lineup's good. They've got really good. Like you know, oh, yeah. Nakarawa was yeah, part yeah, of okay. probably the best club uh, lineup in, in European enough, rugby, yeah, yeah. certainly in France. So like their lineup's good, their scrum's not bad, but Wales and well, like Wales scrum isn't great either. But Australia and Wales will probably go after them a little bit. Georgia might cause them a bit of trouble. I think that's like Georgia. Apparently, from I, I met Mark McDermott, the Russia coach, and they play um, Georgia on a regular basis, and he was like, Georgia in twenty twenty three are going to be really good because they've been in the world, the Junior World Cup or the Under twenty World Cup. Their players are coming through a really really high quality. This is too soon for them. But they'll be really? 2023. That's be good really to hear. If you go take yeah. George's front row and the rest of the Fiji team, it is good to hear that there's a like, I that's great to hear that there's a few green shoots coming through because, like, it's so important for us to yeah. grow the game. Like, yeah. I mean, we come to a rugby world cup, and like, the last thing we want is like, uh, you know, just New Zealand kind of a procession to the final again. Yeah, and there's literally four or five teams that can kind of trouble them. Like, we, we, we want we want to grow it. Like, it's yeah. kind of part of the discussion around you know, the, the, the naturalizing players piece. Um, is that you want to, you don't want to be taking guys from you know particularly the, the Pacific Islands and whether they actually will ever have the infrastructure to be able to go and develop the teams I don't know but there's so much talent like you want them to really yeah. be competing I mean, that's probably coming off the back of uh, the fact that they've been really competitive in the last few under 20s World Cups you know yeah. which, which is great to see and I guess Munster fans will be obviously watching how their scrum goes because Graham Rowntree is going to be heading to them mm. afterwards. So yeah, it's, there's lots of interest. He's a great bit of business for yeah, Munster. Milton Hyde, the head coach, has kind of immersed himself there. Like he's he's um, he's a smart Kiwi and he's got them playing playing yeah. a bit as well as the scrum stuff. Yeah. I, 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 like, I think actually one of the things about this World Cup is that three of the pools are actually really interesting. We've, yeah. we've had World Cups where the pools have been a bit of a write-off and it's all about the quarter-final. There's three pools. I think New Zealand and South Africa are obviously going through the other three, there's a bit of, you know, that they could go to the wire. There could be a bit of intrigue. Bonus points could come into play. That's a good thing. And this one is, like, Fiji, like, they possibly should have done more damage the last World Cup. They were unlucky. They got ref off the pitch against England in the first mm-hmm. game. Um, and they were in against, they were in against England and Australia and Wales last time. I mean, that was, <laughs> that's a killer of a bull. Mm. I think they, they could cause real problems. I know Wales have the, probably the best defence in the tournament, but... Like depending on one on one against those Fijians is not going to be easy. Samoa, Samoa, any thought? Like any any thoughts on them? Any heard it in the bed? They've, like 
they've quietly confident they're getting a little bit better but they've they've had a really rough kind of seven or eight years they're they're really? they're uh, their funding it was cut their 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 union is basically run by the government because the government have had to step in and save oh, them really? from bankruptcy even though they get they've had like there's loads of stuff going on tomorrow really? like there's That's actually a, there. there's a novel in it mm. but their coach his name is just escaped me uh has got Steve Jackson he's a Kiwi he's he's got them together they've got a couple of good players their depth probably isn't that good Hmm. But I think they will trouble. Like they were good against Australia last Saturday, and I think they'll cause their so, like their their Samoa. Their the second rows are both about one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty kilos. So their lineup's terrible, but they're hit. They're, they're going to hit hard. Oh yeah, 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 they're big boys, and they're, they're like they're good rugby players. They've got Nani Williams, who I think is one of the best attacking backs out there. Like oh, yeah, you know, the class from Cler- yeah, he's Claremont yeah, yeah. now. You know, he's Obviously, he's got a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been really good for them. So yeah. they'll they'll be tricky for, in our pool as well. Like, like I think by the time they play Ireland, they'll play. That's the so fourth. You don't game. want them. Do you, like they're just a physical nightmare. Though. Yeah. Always brilliant athletes, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Look, sorry. The reason I ask is because we're obviously doing. It's one of my tips for as like I think a Pacific Islands team will take a big scalp. Mm. So yeah. they always do. Yeah. So I think it's time maybe for predictions. I might go around first. Well, actually, I'll ask them both just in case someone wants to kind of answer them. How do you think Ireland will do? How far out will they get? And who's going to win the World Cup? Oh, uh, I, I think, um, I think the quarterfinal. I'm really. Uh, Gutted to say it, but I saw it when the groups came out. That was my first thought. I was like, "This is going to be a, it's, a, it's a disaster of a quarterfinal." Um, yeah, I think quarterfinal. Unfortunately, okay. I'll come back to the winner then in a minute. Agree. I just think, yeah, like they, they, I think they will top the pool, and regardless of who they play, it's just going to be incredibly tough task. And I would worry that how many players could be injured by then as well, which happened at the last World Cup. And while the, the squad is full of depth I would still have concerns going up against either the All Blacks or Springboks I think any one of six teams can win it and Ireland are one of those six teams but I think on the law of averages they're going out in the quarterfinal again oh, that was so grim <laughs> <laughs> someone say something good are, are, are you going to go for a semi-final grim. Are you going for it, Will? Well, the, the one thing that really concerns me, and it's always concerned me at Ireland the World Cup, is that they, if they ever actually do win a quarterfinal, How they that they'll yeah. go out and lose to Wales in the semi-final. Well, that's, week my, later. that's my thing. Like that, imagine, it, no. imagine like you go beat New Zealand in the quarterfinal, and everyone loses their mind, and you know, <laughs> like like their France came four years ago, and like I completely understandably, it's history. But a week later, then you've, you just can't get up for the semi-final because you've you've achieved like, it. It's that's not, not even the that good of an achievement. Like it, it really isn't when it's such a small depth of good teams to not like to get to the semi final isn't that great? It's never been number four. So yeah, you've got to recognise the achievement. It's a, no, it's you an have achievement, to move on. but it's not. It's not, in and of itself, it's not a great achievement. I think any is like any self respecting sports person going to a competition that isn't going to win it. Like I just hope the narrative hasn't been oh semi final we've achieved. Like you, you've got to go to win the thing. I, I'm, I'm look oh, the reason I, I think that will be a really close match. By the way, I think you know. I think Rudds makes a, makes a good point about New Zealand. Um, I think you could see that being tight because they'll have the confidence. They won't be completely overawed by playing them, and they know that they can compete with them if they play to a hundred percent of their ability. Right, so they know that. I think they'll still. I think they would still beat us, but I think that'd be a really tight one. The South Africa one is less. I'm less sure about. Um, but I just feel they're they've timed it really well. I think their pack is going to be an issue for us. Um, they, that's they're just so big and strong. They're just they're they really and I think they've they're timed the run really well. Um, I'll be wor- I just I, it hurts me to say it because I think we might get South Africa and I think we could compete with them. I feel like there's a few ways into the game, but just on balance, how the teams are playing, who's on form, the age profile of some of the key players, um, at that point in the tournament, I just feel like it doesn't it doesn't weigh well, and I just uh, with a heavy heart, I just think that's why I, I'm, I'm sticking to the answer. Will. Mm, that's ah, and on uh, that a somber note. <laughs> oh yeah, well first, that's, who's going to win the World Cup? Uh, I think New Zealand. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think England. I think England look good at the moment, but I think they won't be. They won't go to distance. Yeah, I think New Zealand as well. I, I think it almost suits them that you know Ireland have become the number one team, and while they're obviously not going into the World Cup under the radar, you know there has been sort of a few question marks over them. But like they're still New Zealand. We just mentioned the couple of new guys who they've brought in: Severus, George Bridge. Yeah. These guys are sensational. Um, yeah, I think they'll they'll do it again. I don't think it'll be New Zealand. I think New Zealand will be taken out at some stage. It might be Ireland in a quarter final, and then then all bets are off. Um, but I do think that New Zealand are nowhere, nowhere near as good. They've lost too much experience from that 11 and 15 team. All those leaders, the Lions beat them, Ireland beat them, South Africa beat them, Australia beat them, England should have beaten them. Um, they still have the best players in the world, but I think this team is just not as strong and they're so reliant on Barrett. And getting Barrett through that level of rugby 
for so long will be is, is a major risk factor. Uh, and the box look really good. I've tipped England on Saturday in Saturday's thing, so I probably should stick with them. I'm less convinced than I was when I came in. But I do think there's like six or seven teams that could win it. And I think that makes it that's why I'm so excited about it. I think it's gonna be a really, really good world. Do you, world see, do you still think England, yeah? I'm less convinced than I was when I walked in, but I do think <laughs> if they can keep that twenty three together, yeah. I think they'll take anyone. It's not sorry, it's great to hear, like sorry, that's what we want like that's great. Like I I, I, I think England will win it. Do you? Yeah, yeah that's do, good. To, like, I tipped them in that magazine. That's, that's what yeah. you want. Like that, you want. We want to have a tournament where there's actually a few teams like a genuine. Ireland could win it. Like yeah, you know, yeah. Australia could come from nowhere and win yeah. it. You know, yeah. the, like Wales have a. Like I'm a bit less convinced. I think that, that, that losing Anscombe is, yeah. is a massive loss to them. Yeah. Um, there's issues at their scrum. I mean, for to, me, to, to poo props. It's coming from South Africa, New Zealand, or England. Yeah, I couldn't see any of the other teams. Could you see Aussie? No, 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 no. no. They, that New Zealand game was their only. They're the good most experienced. Their most experienced squad at the World Cup, which I find amazing. But well, that's because they brought Ashley um, Cooper out of reto- basically and retirement. Well, he brought James O'Connor back. As well. Yeah, like this is like. Cheka, yeah. Cheka has a tendency to like the Aussies always got it right at the World Cup. He's a good, like he's he, a great he knows player. his uh, oh, yeah. he knows the territory. They'll they'll he'll get it right. I think on and off the pitch, they'll they, like they were really relaxed the last time. They they kind of got all that stuff. Took England. He's pretty you know. creative as well. He doesn't get a lot of a lot of uh, credit for it, but he's like in the big games. He's like he'll have a few bits that he will like. He'll have kept in reserve and that. He's smart. Like he's a very bright guy. Seriously. Well, just on Ireland, I I think if. If they win the quarter final, I think they'll get to the final. I don't think they'll go out to Wales or Australia. I just think that Ireland, be England, that'd be fun. Ireland England semi final. It could be so. It's gonna be. It's gonna come from that that four. So it's gonna be uh, England, France or Argentina, Wales or Australia or Fiji. Um, on balance, it so it possibly could be England. It depends yeah. on which what direction you're in. Well, if Luke yeah. if Luke's right in the losing yeah. game, like no. there's but I, I, think I, I think there I, will I, be shocks. I think there it's will. Gonna, I, think I can I can see a Schmidt Gatlin semi final. The great. last stand for <laughs> for both of them. I think Ireland will beat South Africa. One last in the grenade rolled out before. <laughs> I think Ireland will beat South Africa in the quarter final. That's well. That's so Ireland are losing England in the final is what you're calling. After I all guess that. theoretically on paper that's how it's going. Like, I can't even imagine that final taking place. But <laughs> what I've pre- what I predicted. That imagine that week detention. Oh my god, that would be the greatest thing of all time. A World Cup final, Ireland versus England. Imagine Lose, Eddie just Lose thrown in. Like he'd be saying he he would say anything. He could say anything that week. He'd be <laughs> oh, brilliant. It'd be, be gold for us. Like yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to look forward to. Sitting back wrecking Joe's head. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. On that, no. uh, somewhat somber, somewhat upbeat note. I'm glad I brought a bit of upbeatness to it after you guys all predicted Ireland go out in the last eight. But so much to look forward to. Rory Keane, best of luck in Japan. Best of luck with the new left wing podcast. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. We'll try and do you guys justice. That's all we have time for on the left wing this week in association with Aldi. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast where Fergus McFadden will be joining us in studio. And until then, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you for listening and goodbye. Wing podcast in association with Aldi. Spend 30 euro in store for a chance to win 50,000 euro for your primary school. Start collecting your Irish rugby stickers today.